sir. Well, good morning. Come on, stand to your feet. Let's do this now. Let's uh, take about, find about 10 people around you and do some of those exploding fist bumps. Come on now. Come on, just do some fist bumping around you. Tell them they look good. Tell them Jesus loves them. Tell them God's going to do something great in their life today. Praise God. Good to be in the house of God. Did somebody come fist bump me now? Come on, somebody. There you go. Thank you, brother. There it is. Does anybody love Jesus today? Praise God. Y'all can be seated. Be seated. Good to see everybody. Good to be here and uh, excited about what God's going to do this morning. And uh, somebody say kingdom business. I believe we got some kingdom business to take care of this morning. But first, man, I got a, I got a uh, good-looking woman here with me this, this morning, and uh, we just celebrated 34, three years of ministry, of uh, marriage. Numbers, numbers. 33 years of marriage. This month, October, we're celebrating 30 years of full-time ministry. Amen. That's pretty good, 33 and 30. And uh, stand up, give her a hand clap, glad that she made it. Got to come. Her and Miss Lisa have been fixing the world, fixing us, you know, these husbands. And, uh, man, we've had, we've had a blast. Uh, kind of been an uneventful year, huh? Sarcasm. Uh, you know, this year, I've spent a lot of time in churches and I've spent a lot of time uh, talking to pastors all over the country and Matter of fact, we were preaching in Seattle, Washington the last weekend of February, and that was kind of ground zero, you know, at, at that time. And, and then I spent, you know, spent a lot of time on, on Facebook this year just watching the live streams and, you know, watching how, how, how churches were doing and just, just keeping my finger on the pulse. And, you know, there were, there were a lot of pastors, not all, there were a lot of pastors that really listened to the voice of the Holy Ghost and navigated their churches successfully through maybe one of the weirdest years of our life. Amen? And uh, Pastor Brett and Pastor Lisa were two of those pastors. Come on, give them a hand clap. You guys didn't survive the year. Come on, y'all thrived this year. And you can't say that for every church, but you can say it for legacy. Amen? Now, come on, give Jesus a, a bigger hand clap for it. Y'all have taken ground this year, and I'm so excited about what y'all are going to do in the back, and uh, Pastor Lisa was walking us through all that, and man, I can't wait to see all that finished, and that's going to be, that's going to be awesome, going to be awesome. God's position in you guys for the, come on, the greatest year, 2021, the greatest year Legacy's ever had. Amen. Hey, I really enjoyed last night, Equip. And uh, that was at that was at five o'clock. I know usually y'all have it on Sunday nights at five o'clock, but I really enjoyed that. And I want to encourage encourage you, man, make it to those meetings. Listen, I'm in 50 churches a year, and I've been doing that for 16 years straight. And I, I've never really seen a church do what you guys are doing. Y'all have created this space. Y'all have created this time where people can. It's a safe place. It's, it's a place to come, hear the voice of God, and just be encouraged and, and, and begin to work that muscle called the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Amen. 
And I tell you what, you walk, I walked out of there last night closer to God and, and encouraged and, and knowing that God used, you know, used us to, to bless other people. And so no matter how spiritual you think you are or how spiritual you don't think you are, come to those equip meetings. It'll change your life. Amen. And so we had a blast last night and uh, really glad I got to be a, a, be a part of that. Um, hey, a few things before we get into the word. Um, after, uh, after the service is over, Miss Becky's going to be back there at our table. It's right back there. Um, first of all, make sure and sign up for the daily move. It's free. It's just your name and your email. Please write legibly so Laura don't have to pray in tongues to interpret your handwriting. You know, out of about every 10 people that sign up for the daily move, probably about two people don't get it because we, we can't decipher their, uh, their handwriting. But it's a, little, it's a little daily. It takes about 10 seconds to read every morning. Two years every morning. And it'll just, it'll, it'll just move you. It'll stir you up. It'll challenge you, inspire you, and uh, people all over the world get it. And if you sign up for the Daily Move, I just want to know, I've, we haven't really announced this publicly. Uh, we got it all out to our partners before we left. But in October next month, we are debuting a weekly TV show on the Kingdom Broadcasting Network. It's going to be called The Path TV. It's Laura and I are going to be doing it. It's going to air every Sunday night at 5 o'clock. And it's on marriage. And the reason we call it the path is because a great marriage is not a destination. It is a, it's path. And so we'll be getting more of that information out on uh, the daily move. And so sign up. And then both books are over there. Um, you know, these books kind of represent our ministry. One book's called The Move, From the Shallows into the Deep. Deep Calls Under the Deep. Come on, that journey into the supernatural. Being who God's called you to be. Um getting closer to him, and then the other book is called The Build, Leadership Builds, and this book is all about, you know, when Jesus is Lord over your life, there's always, he's always going to put something in you to build something. Every one of us are called to build something, to move the kingdom forward a little bit. Come on, leave the kingdom better than how you found it. Leave the kingdom better for the next generation. And so both of those books are over there, and, and uh, we're just going to do both of them for $20, and they'll be a blessing to you. But, hey, um, over there on the table, there's these five bags. And those bags represent different things. First of all, they represent uh, us going to the world, the path and the expenses of that, all the things we do in other nations, all the churches that helps us go. But it's also a supernatural Bible school because in that bag's a little silver box and there's a flash drive in it. See, if you notice, we don't, we don't do CDs here. We don't sell them anymore. We just put it, we, what we did is we just put everything we've ever done on a flash drive. It's over $500 worth of stuff. And you pop it into a computer, a laptop, your vehicle, and there's this entire supernatural Bible school. And uh, it's just $100. And you say, well, why did you, if it's that small, why did you put it in a bag? Because you're good ground to sow into. And so when you get the flash drive, we want to, we, both books are in there. Amen? And so all that's over there. Miss Becky will help you. You can use your credit card, debit card, however you want to, and help us go to the world. Amen? One more thing. Um, you know, this morning I was praying. I got up early and just did some driving and, and, uh, 
you know, just really felt like the Lord dealt with me that, you know, a lot of people here, you know, you're dealing with some things in your back, dealing with some things in your neck. And uh, how many of you know what back pain is? Anybody, anybody know what back pain is? Oh, y'all know what back pain is. Come on, L3, L4, L5, ever heard those words? Come on, ruptured disc, ever heard those words? Come on, sciatica, ever heard that word? Come on, scoliosis, ever heard that word? Chiropractic, come on, Tylenol, ibuprofen, Aleve, anybody ever heard those words? Uh, come on, uh, degeneration, ever, ever heard any of those words? Hey, listen, I, I believe God wants to heal you this morning. Again, who, who's got some issues going in, on in their back or their neck this morning? Let you Raise your hands. Just right where you are. I don't want you to come to the front, but just stand up right where you are. Stand up right where you are. Your neck, your back. Come on, you got numbness in your feet. Come on, you got that nerve that goes down your leg. Come on, you, you, uh, you, anytime you're walking to a vehicle, you sit down real long. Come on, you don't like going to a restaurant because when you get up, your back's hurting. Anybody know any about that stuff? Yeah, I think, I think you do. Do y'all think it's possible that God could heal everybody? The Bible says all things are possible if we'll just, but Brother Philip, what if they don't all get healed? But what if they do? What kind of church do you want to be? A what if they don't get healed church or a what if they do get healed church? Yeah, what if they do get healed, church? I know this. Uh, that'll happen if I just tell my story. Can I, can I tell my story? Uh, one of the greatest gifts, I've, I've told this story here. I'll tell it again. Because every time I tell this story, people get healed. So how many want me to tell this story? I'll be 90 years old telling this story. I will, because I've been set free from the fear of repetition. It's one of the greatest gifts God's ever given me was this story. And, uh, and it's important that you hear it because God always does his part, and he's done his part. Where we miss it is we don't do our part. Well, what's our part? It's so simple. There was a lady, and she was sitting right back over there. It wasn't this church. Every church has right over there. And uh, she was sitting over there, and it was after church was over, and her daughter came up and got me, and she said, hey, will you come pray for my mama? And I said, sure. And so I go back there, and uh, her knee was messed up. And so she, she had a chair turned around, and she had her leg up. Real sweet lady. And so I talked to her for a moment, and then I prayed for her. And while I'm praying for her, the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, I want you to watch her, watch her, watch her. I'm going to show you something, watch her. And so I get through praying, and I'm watching. You know, the Bible says pray and watch. And so I'm, I'm watching, and then I saw what God wanted, to, wanted me to see. And it changed the, it changed our ministry. I mean, we had got a lot of people had gotten healed before then, but I'm telling you, since then it's been an explosion. It's been thousands of people everywhere we go. Doesn't matter if I'm in church, out of church, because of what I saw. Here's what I saw. I prayed for. I said in Jesus' name, Amen. And she never moved her knee. She didn't move her leg. She was just real sweet. She thanked me for praying for her. Brother Phil, thank you so much for praying for me. Really enjoyed the service. She never moved her leg. You know why? She didn't believe she was healed. Because if she would have believed she was healed, what would she have done? See, she didn't want to be healed. She just wanted me to pray for her. I'm not here to pray for you. Uh, I'm, not your, I'm not the guy you come to for sympathy or a pat on the back. I operate in compassion, but I, I don't... I don't 
you don't need sympathy today. You know what you, you, know what you need? Healed, pain-free. Come on, pa- prophesy that with me. Pain-free. But in order for that to happen, you're going to have to do what that woman didn't do. So when we get through praying, you're going to do what that woman didn't do. You're going to start moving around. You're going to bend over, touch your toes. Come on, you're going to begin to turn and twist. Come on, you're going to begin to, everybody say move. Come on, move. Are you going to move slow or are you going, are you going to move after a few, a few minutes? Or are you going to move immediately when we say amen? And you know why you're going to move? It's because you know that you know that you know that you are. And let me tell you how we're not going to pray. I'm not going to ask God to heal any of you. Why would I ask God to do something he's already done? What part of by Jesus stripes were we healed? Do we not understand? Amen. All we're going to do is reach out with our faith and receive. Come on, close your eyes right where you are. If you're sitting, stretch your hands out towards them. But don't go revving up on them. We're not ganging up on God trying to get him to do something he don't want to do. He wants them healed more than they want to be healed. Come on. You say, well, why are we stretching out our hands? Compassion. There's people that are standing, they've been hurting for years. Every day, they don't know if it's going to be a good day or a bad day. Every time they get out of bed, they don't know if, if the pain level is going to be an 8 or is it going to be a 3. Compassion, their pain in your heart. Ooh, there's three things Jesus wants you to know before I pray for you. Number one, he loves you. I don't even want y'all praying right now, the ones that are standing. Just, just know Jesus loves you. He loves you. Jesus loves you. He loves you. Number two, that lie that you're going to live in the rest of your life in pain, that was a lie from the pit of hell. And we're going to come against that lie today. And number three, go ahead and set in your heart that as soon as we say amen, you're going to begin to move. And when you do, the pain's going to be gone. The soreness is going to be gone. The stiffness is going to be gone. Father, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus. I just thank you for the anointing. I thank you for the glory of God. Father, I thank you for your presence. And Father, I thank you. Your anointing breaks every yoke of bondage. Father, right now, you are stripping off them anything that would keep them from receiving what Jesus Christ provided for them at Calvary. Father, thank you that the anointing is here and it's strong and it's all over them. Satan, we rebuke you. We bind you in Jesus' name. Demonic power, we rebuke you in Jesus' name. Lie from the pit of hell that they're going to live the rest of their life in pain. We rebuke you in Jesus' name. Pain, soreness, stiffness, inflammation, we bind you in Jesus' name. We command you to go. Father, I thank you darkness is leaving their body and light and life and healing and wholeness is flooding their body. Father, you're restoring bone and muscle and nerve, tendons and ligaments. Father, I thank you. You're restoring, and in some people, Father, you're replacing. Ooh, Father, some people, you're turning dirty water into clean water. But, Father, in some people, you're turning dirty water into wine. Father, I thank you that there's healing and there's miracles taking place right now. Father, I thank you that it's done. Father, I thank you they're healed. Father, I thank you it's done. 
Father, I thank you. All of hell knows it and all of heaven knows it. Now, just be real still. God is so good. Thank you, Father. Thank you that it's done. I'm going to count to three. And when I do, I want you all to begin to move around. I want you to bend over. I want you to begin to check your body, check your legs, check your hips, check your back, your neck. Begin to do what that lady didn't do, and you're going to get what that lady didn't get. Are you all ready? Woo! I love to see the look in people's eyes when they realize they're healed. Happens all over the world. Y'all ready? One, two, three. Begin to move around. Begin to move around. Begin to move around. Yeah, bend over. Just check your back out. Begin to bend over. Check your back out. Shoulders and your knees and just move around, move around, move around, move around. Hallelujah. Now watch this. Watch this. All right. Those that are standing, if all, if, if, if all the pain's gone, the soreness is gone, the stiffness is gone, what you couldn't do, now you can. If it's better, 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 more better, more better, just lift your hands and just wave at me. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on. Somebody give Jesus a hand clap. Hallelujah. I wish I could interview all of you. Y'all can be seated. Praise God. Now, can we get into the Word? Now listen, after the service is over, Laura and I, we're not running off somewhere. We're going to stay in the altar. And if you need a miracle, if you need something in your body, you've got something going on, Laura and I are going to stay up here in the altar after we dismiss, and we're just going to hang out and pray for you. We've just been in a strong prophetic flow, a strong healing flow, and we just want to pray for you. And so we're going to hang out up here and, uh, and just see what the Holy Ghost wants to do. And then those that need to leave can leave. Those that want to stay can stay. Turning your Bible over to Mark 4. Turning your Bible over to Mark 4. I want to share a few things with you. You know, uh, we're living in perilous times. We're living in dangerous times. This has been one of the most chaotic years in the history of America. Um, you know, it's, 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 been, it's been strange. Uh, the devil's been doing his thing, but I mean, you know, God's doing his thing. You know, there's been a demonic storm. Oh, but listen, that demonic storm is fixing to be blown away by a God storm. What Satan means for evil, God's going to turn it for the good. But if there was ever an hour where we need, as believers, as the church, where we need to be walking with a, I call it a spiritual swagger. Man, we're in that hour. Now, I'm not talking about being obnoxious. I'm not talking about being arrogant. But I'm talking about a spiritual swagger, knowing who we are in Christ. We're not running from the devil. The devil's running from us. Come on, we're not having emergency meetings to talk about what the devil's doing. The devil's having emergency meetings talking about what legacy's doing. A spiritual swagger. There's been men that have had that. You got a, you got a Smith Wigglesworth who wakes up in the middle of the night. The devil is sitting there. You know, he turns on the light and sees it's the devil, and he goes, oh, it's only you, and turns the light off and goes back to sleep. I say spiritual swagger. Yeah. Lester Summerall, he, I, I love, he was one of my heroes. Lester Summerall was in a room full of pastors, and a pastor was talking about how the devil came into his room. And he threw the covers up over his head, and he began to plead the blood of Jesus, Pastor Brett. And, and Lester Summerall said, he said, hey. Okay, that was, that's my Lester Summerall impression. I call it Holy Ghost gripey. Hey. He goes, next time, next time he comes to see you, tell him to come see me. Everybody say spiritual swagger. 
One of my other heroes, T.L. Osborne, you know what he would say every time he got off a plane in another country to preach the gospel? He would say, he would say, here it is. Here's my, here's my, here's my T.L. Osborne impression. He'd go, he'd go, poor devil. We do it again. Poor devil. Come on, before we get out of here this morning, guess what we going to say? Come on, when you walk out of this church today, what are you going to say? We need to be saying that every time we leave our house. You know who says stuff like that? People with a spiritual swagger. I didn't say be obnoxious. I'm not talking about being arrogant. I'm talking about knowing who you are in Christ. Come on. Jesus said, I saw Satan as lightning fall from heaven. And behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Spiritual swagger. But here's the deal. If you're going to walk in that kind of authority and that kind of power and that kind of faith, then you're going to have to know what Jesus knew in Mark 4. You got to. If you want what he had, you got to know what he knew. Right? Is that fair? I mean, what, that wouldn't be fair to, to, to have, have what Jesus had but not know what he knew. And so, well, Brother Phil, what do you know? Well, you're in Mark 4. You there? Look at the end of the chapter. End of the chapter. Mark 4. This is the story of Jesus had been ministering all day. He'd been casting out devils all day. He had been uh, healing the sick all day. He had been teaching all day. He was probably up all night long praying, or he was up early in the morning praying because we know that was his habit. It, it's at the end of the day. They all get in some boats. It's, it begins in verse 35. And the same day when the even was come, come on, it's late in the day. Let's pass over to the other side. They sent away the multitude. Skip down verse 37. Uh, well, it, they, they get in a ship. There's other ships around them. Come on, somebody say convoy. Remember the late 70s convoy? Don't make me sing it. And, and there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. He's in the hinder part of the ship, sleep on a pillow. They woke him up. They said unto him, Master, do you not care that we perish? And then he got up, and he rebuked the wind, and he said unto the sea, Peace, be still. Spiritual swagger. You want to walk in power in these last days? You want to walk in that kind of authority? You want to have that kind of faith? You got to know what Jesus knew. Well, what did he know? Well, let's go back to the boat. Let's go back to the boat. He's in the back of the boat. A storm of wind comes up. So bad that water is flooding the, the boat. The disciples begin to panic. Most of them had spent their life out on the water. They didn't panic much. If these guys are panicking to the point that they're going to go wake up Jesus, I mean, no, oh, they're worried. Come on, they're holding on, and they go and they and they and they go wake him up. All right, Jesus stands up, and this is the first thing you you want to know. This, these are three prophetic words for the hour we're living in. Jesus stood up, and within seconds, he knew two things. He knew what the problem was, and he knew what the problem wasn't. Seconds, he knew what the problem was, and he knew what the problem wasn't. He said, well, what, what, what wasn't the problem? Well, think about this for a second. He's wet. Does anybody like to be wet when you're not either in a swimming pool or taking a shower? Come on. Anytime we get wet and we're not wanting to get wet, this is kind of how we stand. 
we don't like to be wet. He's wet. Number two, he's exhausted. How do you know he was exhausted? Well, he was sleeping through a storm, wasn't he? Is it okay to say Jesus was exalted? He lived in a body, right? He'd been ministering all day. He was tired. Does anyone point at the person around you that a herd of elephants could go through the living room and they not wake up? Go ahead. Go. Yeah, see, we, we got some people pointing here. Now, Laura's not pointing at me. I'm a light sleeper. But Jesus, he was wet. He was exhausted. Number three, they startled him and woke up. Does anybody like to get woke up? Point to the person. If you startle them and wake them up, they might come up swinging. Go ahead. Right? We know who I'm Right? They do not like getting woke up. Right? So he's wet. He's tired. He's startled, and then somebody had the audacity to accuse him of not caring about them. When he stands up, he knew immediately that wasn't the problem. But for, for us, you know, for most people, what would we have done if we would have stood up in that situation? First of all, we'd have started griping that we were wet. Right? Just start griping that we're wet. My God, can't even take a, can't even go to sleep, not getting wet. It seems like every time I go to sleep in a boat, you know, we just, come on, we start griping about being wet. And then we start whining. Everybody say whining. We start whining about how exhausted we are. Some of us are experts in communicating and pontificating to everyone about how tired I am. I'll tell you what, I am, as my dad would say, tarred. Did he do that? No. And then um, we would have went off on the person who woke us up. Right? My gosh, I can't even go to sleep. You're waking me up. We'd have went off on them. And then what would we have done to the person who accused, of, accused us of not caring? Come on, as my dad would say, throwing Johnny Baker into this, we'd have ripped him a new one. Huh? Come on, he's wet. That wasn't the problem, was it? He was exhausted. That wasn't the problem, was it? Come on, he, he, he startled. Was that the problem? Come on, somebody accused him of not caring. Was that the problem? But see, if you're not careful in life, you'll spend your whole life thinking that what's really your problem isn't your problem. People live their whole life whining and griping and going off on people and ripping somebody a new one, come on, and they think all that stuff is their problem, and that's really not the problem. You want to have a spiritual swagger? You want to operate in authority and power and faith? You better know what the problem is and what the problem isn't. In every situation, listen, in the rest of 2020, in 2021, no matter what comes your way, no matter what storms come, circumstances, all that stuff, always take a step back and go, okay, what's the problem and what's not the problem? And if you'll ask the Holy Ghost, he will show you. Don't spend the rest of your life fighting the wrong thing. You don't want to live that way. He knew what the problem was and he knew what the problem wasn't. Well. He knew what the problem wasn't. What was the problem? It was that demonic force behind that storm of wind. Come on. It was that demonic storm 
It was that demonic attack. It was what was going on in the spirit realm to stop them from going to the other side. So what does he do? All right, here's the second thing. He, he stands up. He knows what the problem is. He knows what the problem isn't. And then he rebuked the wind, and he spoke peace over the sea. Let me simplify. He rebuked the wind, and he blessed the sea. In every situation in life, there's something to rebuke and there's something to bless. You want to walk in a spiritual swagger? You want to operate in authority and power and faith? There's always something to rebuke and there's always something or someone to bless. In every circumstances in life, in the storms that are going to come, in the circumstances, come on, in the things that you're going to face in these upcoming months, in the next year, don't. Don't get over into that emotional realm. Take a step back and ask yourself, what do I need to rebuke and what do I need to bless? Matthew 16, 19. Everybody do this. Come on, wiggle them. Say, what am I wiggling? You're wiggling the keys to the kingdom. Come on, you've been given the keys to the kingdom. Say that. Say, I've been given the keys to the kingdom. Come on, whatever you bind on earth, you bind in heaven. God, come on, whatever is bound in, is loosed in, on, in the earth, is loosed in heaven. Come on, you've been given the keys to the kingdom. You've been given the keys to the kingdom. You've been given the authority to bind, and you've been given the authority to loose. You've been given the authority to rebuke, and you've been given the authority to bless. In every situation, there's something to bind, and there's something to loose. You've got those keys. I just wrote down some examples. Come on, we rebuke sickness and we lose health. We rebuke poverty and we lose prosperity. We rebuke fear and we lose the truth. We rebuke worry and we lose trust. We rebuke the lie and we, re come on, we lose truth. In every situation, there's something to bind and there's something to lose. But here's the thing. Here's the, here's the people that don't have the spiritual swagger. They're waiting for God to do it. God, will you rebuke that for me? God, will you? No, God's not in the binding and loosening business. He puts you in that business. If you don't bind it, nothing's going to get bound. And if you don't loose it, nothing's going to get loose. You're not waiting on God to do something. God's waiting on you. The keys aren't in his hand anymore. The keys are in your hand. The keys are in the hands of Legacy Church. Amen? And we're living in an hour where we need to do a lot more binding and we need to do a lot more loosing. And if we know what the problem is and what the problem isn't, we'll be effective at doing it. Amen? Come on, we've got the keys to the kingdom. How do we know? I love Ephesians 2. Come on, we've been quickened in Christ Jesus. We've been raised up in Christ Jesus and we've been seated in Him in heavenly places. Far above principalities and powers. Amen? Come on, we're throne sitters. We're throne sitters. We're in Christ and Christ is in us. And we have those keys to the kingdom. And it's time we use them. It's time we use them. You know what religion's been trying to do for 2,000 years? Here's religion in a nutshell. Been, religion's been trying to get those keys back in God's hands. But God won't take them. He gave them to the church. You either use them and things get bound and things get loosed, things get rebuked and things get blessed, 
or you don't use them. And we got more people not using them than using them. Something Brother Hagin said years ago, he said the church is only scratching the surface of its authority that we have as believers. We're living in perilous times, dangerous times. Come on. God's waiting on us to rise up. To rise up. And as I was praying this morning, this is what I heard the Holy Ghost say. Remember I told you a few minutes, moments ago, kingdom business? I heard this morning that we as a church, this morning, that we are to rebuke the great deception and we are to loose the great awakening. Come on, let that settle in for a second. We are to rebuke the great. Is there deception going on in America right now? Are people's eyes blinded? Are they confused? Come on, they are believing the, the, the opposite of truth. They can't even believe what's directly in front of them. And what's so bad is not only are they deceived, they don't even know they're deceived because they're deceived. It's the great deception. But whose, whose responsibility is it to rebuke it and bind it? But at the same time, we're not just in the binding business, we're in the loosening business. We're not just in the rebuking business, we're in the blessing business. And if we can rebuke the great deception, you know what else we can do? We can loose the great awakening. I want to I wanna, I wanna read this to you. Whoever, anybody ever heard of Evan Roberts? Evan Roberts was the man behind the, this great awakening in Wales. It was the Welsh revival. And I found this. This is the prayer he prayed. And it tells you everything you need to know about what loosed that great awakening that shook the world. Are y'all ready? He said, bend me, Lord. That's the first words out of his mouth. Everybody say, bend me, Lord. Lord Jesus, help us now through the Holy Ghost to come face to face with the cross. Whatever the hindrances may be, we commit our service to you. Put us all under the blood, O Lord. This is 100, over 100 years ago. Place the blood on all of our past up to this moment. We thank you for the blood. In the name of Jesus, we bind the devil this moment. We point to the cross of Christ. It is our cross, and we take its conquest. Reveal the cross through the name of Jesus. Open the heavens. Come on, loose the heavens. De descend upon us now. Tear open our heart. Give us such a sight of Calvary that our hearts may be broken. Oh, Lord, descend now. Open up our hearts to receive the heart that died for us. If we are to be fools, make us fools for you. Tear us, spirit, soul, and body. Take us, spirit, soul, and body. We are thine. Thou hast purchased us. Reveal the cross for, for the sake of Jesus. The cross that is to conquer the world. Place us under the blood. Forbid not that we should think of what men may say about us. Speak, 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 Lord Jesus. Thy words are wine indeed. Reveal the cross, beloved Jesus. The cross in its glory. We shall give all the glory to thy name. No one else has a right to the glory but you. Spirit, do thou do your work through us and in us now. Does that sound like a man who knew he had some keys in his hand? Come on, did you did you sense the rebuking and the loosening in there? Did you did you see the rebuking and the blessing in there? 
Is that a man who knew what the problem was and knew what the problem was not? Come on, we're not waiting on God. God's waiting on us. And we're moments away from standing to our feet. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to rebuke the great deception. And we're going to loose the great awakening. But there's one more word I want to show you. And this is so important going forward. Go back over to Mark 4. He rebukes the wind. He speaks blessing over the sea. And then it says there was a great calm. Come on, let that settle in for a minute. There was a great calm. In a matter of seconds, it went from loud to quiet. In a matter of seconds, it went from chaos peace. In a matter of seconds, it went from real danger to safety. And in that calm, Jesus says, why are you so fearful? How is it you have no faith? Did he speak those words in the storm? He spoke those words when? During the great Calm. What do you think they talked about all the way back to the shore? You think he shared some things with them about fear and faith? But he didn't do that in the storm. He did that in the calm. Spiritual swagger, you want it? You want to walk in this kind of power and authority and faith? You got to learn to master the quiet. You know what, you know what most believers do? When the storm comes, they get a financial storm. That's when they go run to their bookshelf to get that book on finances. When we get the report on our body, well, that's when we run to our bookstore to find that book on healing. We're always trying to play catch up during the storm. Why? Better late than never, but when should you put things in you? During the calm. I worked for a man for 10 years, and he said, he said this, put the word of God in you when you don't need it, so it'll be there when you get ahead of the curve. In the days ahead, master the quiet. And then when the storm comes, even the wind and the sea will obey you. Master the quiet. Turn to somebody and say, master the quiet. And the wind and the sea will obey you. Come on, in the days ahead, master the quiet. Find your secret place. Turn the phone off. Turn the TV off. Get quiet. Get quiet. Get quiet. Master the quiet. Spend time with Jesus. Spend time with the Holy Ghost. Get in the Word. Master the quiet. So you can use the keys. You'll use the keys effectively because you know what the problem is. Are y'all ready to rebuke a great deception and loose a great awakening in America? Come on, real, in a way that honors God. Stand to your feet. Thanks, Cody. Dang. Every head bowed, every eye closed. We're going to pray here in just a moment.
man, the glory of God is in this house. Just get real still. Master this time of quiet. Come on, there's a great calm in the house right now. And we all are hearing that small, still voice. What I shared with you today, you can't step into that realm if Jesus is just your Savior. I'm so glad he is. I'm so glad you've invited him into your heart and you're born again and you're saved and if you died, you'd go to heaven. But you're not stepping into this realm if Jesus is just your Savior. This realm requires Jesus being Lord of your life. Lord means boss. Lord means master. Lord means Jesus, you lead and I'll follow. Lordship means I want to be who you've called me to be, do what you've called me to do, go where you've called me to go. Jesus, I want to go deeper. Come on, Jesus, what am I called to build? So what I'm asking you this morning, and it's not about you coming down to the front. It can happen right there where you are. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I'm not asking you, is Jesus Christ your Savior? Did you invite him into your heart when you were a kid? I'm not asking you that. I'm asking right now, is Jesus Lord of your life? Who's leading? Who's following? There's all kind of people who know Jesus as their Savior, but they're doing what they want, when they want, how they want, and who they want, and they're doing it where they want. I'm asking you, I've been real and raw with you this morning. I want you to be real and raw with me. If you're here this morning, no one's looking around. You say, Brother Philip, I need to rededicate my heart to the Lord. I need to make Jesus Lord of my life. Jesus needs to hear me say, Jesus, you lead. I'll follow. If that's you all over this building, just slip your hand up right where you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Slip your hand up. Hands going up everywhere. Come on. It'll never be easier. Slip your hand up right where you are. I see those hands. Yes, sir. I see those hands. Yes, ma'am. I see those hands. Hallelujah. We're just going to rededicate our, our heart to the Lord today so we can step over into this realm and have that spiritual swagger that God's called us to have in the days ahead with those keys jangling in our hand. Come on, loosing and binding and rebuking and blessing. Ooh, thank you, Father. You can put your hands down. How about this? I'm going to put my hand up first. How many of you, the rest of the year, 2021, you want to be a, a, a Holy Ghost storm chaser? Come on. I'm tired of running from storms. Come on, we're not called to run from the storm. We're called to do what? Come on, Holy Ghost storm chasers. I want to be a Holy Ghost storm chasers. Come on, lift both hands in this place. Pray this prayer with me. Everybody say, Father, I love you. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on a cross for me. All my sins, all my regrets, all my guilt washed away in the precious blood of Jesus. Jesus, I've received you as my Savior.
I'm born again. I'm heaven bound. But on this day, I boldly declare, Jesus, you're Lord of my life. You lead. I'll follow. I'm going to be who you've called me to be. I'm going to do what you've called me to do. I'm going deeper. I'm going to build. We got those keys. Come on, somebody say, I'm going to rebuke. Come on, I'm going to loose. I'm going to bind. I'm going to bless. Prophesy this. I know what the problem is. And I know what the problem isn't. One more. I'm going to master my quiet time. Now join your faith with me. Come on. Father, in the authority of the name of Jesus, Father, we see what's going on in America. And Father, we boldly declare that what Satan has meant for evil, Father, you're going to turn it for the good. Father, we pray together, one voice, that all things hidden will be brought to the light. In Washington, in the media, throughout the states, all things hidden be brought to the light in Jesus' name. Father, pour out grace upon your pastors, upon your ministry gifts, upon your, on your sons and daughters, a greater grace to navigate these prophetic times. Father, stir up your true churches. Jesus' mighty name. Now, come on, here we go. In the authority of the name of Jesus, we rebuke and we bind the great deception in America. Satan, we rebuke you. We bind you and we command you to let go of that deception. And Father, we declare that deception is going to dissolve, it's going to be eradicated. It's going to be revealed. It's going to be exposed. It's going to decay in the name of Jesus. Eyes are going to be opened. Ears are going to be opened. Hearts are going to be opened to see the real and see truth and see light. And in the authority of the name of Jesus, Father, we loose a great awakening in the United States of America. Father, bend us. Father, pour out your spirit. Father, we declare Acts 2, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, that in the last days, saith God, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh, all believers, all churches, all people. Father, we declare a great awakening in America in the authority of the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You say, what's our job now? Everything we see good, everything we see bad, we just start praising God for it. Come on, every, every, everything we see, we just say, Father, we thank you that great deception is bound. Come on, you see something good happen? Father, we thank you. The great awakening is loosed. Every time you see something bad, it puts a smile on your face because you know 
Come on, everything you see, good. It puts a smile on your face because you know. Hallelujah. Best days are ahead. Blessed to be a blessing. We're going to get to see history unfold right in front of our eyes. Keep binding, keep loosening. Keep rebuking, keep blessing. Master the quiet time. Finish out the year strong. Get in that equip class on Sunday nights and learn how to hear his voice. Get connected to the kingdom. Get connected to the word. Get connected to the vision of the house. Get connected to the hearts of your pastors more than ever before. Be right in the middle of what God's doing in these last days. Don't be like the Pharisees in the Gospels that missed it. Turn to somebody and say, get right in the middle. Get right in the middle. Come on, Pastor. You can be seated. You can be seated if you can. You know, just as he uh, finished, we need to quit coming to church, and we need to be the church. That's exactly what he just preached. We need to be binding and loosening, and that's being the church. Amen? Woo, get ready. Get ready. If you don't like something going on, bind it. And if it's not way, it's not biblical, then loose what is biblical. Come on, Jeff. We're going to move forward with the service. God bless y'all. Wasn't it good? Give the Lord a hand clap for our brother. Man, that was awesome this morning. So uh, this morning, we're getting ready to take up our tithes and offerings. And in addition to our normal tithes and offerings, we also have the opportunity uh, to give into Philip Baker Ministries. And I really encourage you all to do that. If you'll notice in the offering envelopes on the back of the chairs, there is a there is actually a place where you can write, guest, or it says guest speaker. You can actually check that and designate part of your offering for Philip Baker Ministries. And I encourage you all to do that this morning. But when we give, um, what God puts on our heart to give, there's some amazing things that happen. And in 2 Corinthians 9, in verse 10, this is in the Passion Translation. It says, this generous God who supplies abundant seed for the farmer which becomes bread for our meals, is even more extravagant toward you. First, he supplies every need. So that by itself is pretty pretty good, but he doesn't stop there. He keeps going. He says, plus more. He says, then he multiplies the seed as you sow it. So naturally speaking, when we plant a seed, there's a period of time between when we sow it and when that seed multiplies. There's a, there's a gap of months usually for most plants. But it's saying here that when, we, when, we, when God gets involved, when we give what he tells us to give, the seed actually multiplies as we're sowing it. That's pretty good right there, isn't it? That's awesome he does that. And then it goes on to say, it says, so that the harvest of your generosity will grow. So there's two sides to that harvest. First of all, there's a financial harvest that allows us to be even more generous in the future. That's awesome that we get to do that. But there's also a harvest of people that come into the kingdom of God. When you partner with a ministry, you become a part of what they're doing, and there's a harvest of people who get reached because of your giving. And that's the second part of that harvest right there. So this morning, I just want to encourage you guys that as we get ready to take up the offer here, to give and give cheerfully, knowing that you're, first of all, increasing your capacity to give in the future. But along with, with that, you're partnering with Legacy Church and with Philip Baker Ministries and allowing us to just go out and just reach people with the good news, with the gospel. That's what this is all about here. So I encourage you all, give what God puts in your heart and give cheerfully because this is an exciting time right now. Um, after I pray here in just a moment, you'll see that we have ushers in each of the corners. And you can take your offering and drop it in one of those buckets. So let's, let's pray right now. So, Father, we thank you so much that right now this incredible opportunity to give. 
And Father, as we give, we give cheerfully, recognizing that what we're doing is furthering the kingdom of God, Father. I thank you that you, as we receive this offering here, I thank you that you take it, you multiply it, you meet our needs, and give us extra for every good work, Father. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all take your offering. I'm going to look at one in the corner. Awesome. Just a few more announcements here. Uh, first of all, the only group meeting tonight will be Divorce Care, and they're meeting in the upper building in the conference room at uh, 5 p.m. So if you're part of that group, that's where y'all are meeting and when. Um, if this was your first time here, thank you guys so much for joining us, man. You picked an amazing service to be here. If you haven't done so yet, please take your Get Connected card that was in the, in the visitor bag or there's some behind the chairs and take that over here to the Connect Center, which is against the wall now. Um, we have a special gift we'd like to give you. And actually, before I go on, y'all go ahead. So, so right after praise and worship, I said somebody was dealing with suicide. And uh, Heather had a word as she came in the church about that. So I'm going to let her share that. I just wanted to share, um, Pastor Brett had mentioned that, and I just wanted to confirm that when I came in this morning, the Lord had showed me that also. And the Lord's given me a word for that person, and the word is, your grandmother has prayed for you all of your life. You know, she knows the call in your life. The Lord knows the call in your life. Please don't leave today without allowing somebody to pray with you and minister to you. That spirit of suicide has to leave. That is not what God's called you to be. That's not where God's called you to be. But, but just he put on my heart that your grandmother has prayed for you all of your life. And she knows that call and God knows that call. Please don't leave without prayer today. Amen. So just obey the Lord. There's a prayer team over here. Philip and Laura be right up here. Come pray. I'll be up here. Uh, but, you know, if you're just heavily depressed, come come to the front. Let somebody pray with you. Father, we thank you for a great service today. We thank you, Lord, that your anointing rests on every person. We thank you for peace and joy. Uh, we thank you, Father, for the victory that belongs to us. 
And, Lord, that you have empowered us to do something, and we will do it in Jesus' name. Amen. Be blessed. Give somebody a high five, and y'all be blessed today.